Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Today at Stem Cells at Lunch, we had the pleasure of uh, hearing the work of Theodore Stewart. So Thea recently joined King's College London as the head of the platform of metal analysis and bioimaging. So she's bringing to King's the new omics, the metalomics. Thea, thanks for joining us today and for your inspiring talk. Thank you. Would you tell us about your background and your journey before you joined King's? Sure. Uh, so I originally actually grew up uh, outside of Boston in the United States, and I went to a place called Wellesley College. And I, I went into Wellesley thinking that I was going to be a history and or music major, and somehow I ended up chemistry. <laughs> um, the chemistry faculty there were just really amazing. Um, and so throughout my four years there, um, I realized that I, I wanted kind of uh, international experience. I wanted to get out, out of the U.S. to do research. And so my junior year, um, I asked my, one of my supervisors if there were any opportunities to do kind of internships abroad. And he said, oh, yeah, there's this place called Eavog in Switzerland, and there's this woman called Lauda Sig. You should check her out. So I had no idea where Eavog was or what it was, so I had to Google it. And I found out, actually, that the work that Lauda was doing there was really in line with what I was interested in, which was bioremediation and trying to use algae to clean up heavy, metal, heavy contaminated metal water and... Um, So I had emailed Lauda and I said, I'm interested in your work. Is there any opportunity to come and do a summer worth of research there? And uh, she said, yes, but bring your own funding. So I applied and I got some funding from the United States and I went to Switzerland for 10 weeks and I did uh, research there as an intern. And uh, we'd really hit it off. Uh, it was really fun. Came back to the United States and um, that work that I did in Switzerland started to kind of spark some ideas that I had for my bachelor's thesis. So I continued with the work, went back to Switzerland the second summer, and uh, Lauda Sig and another woman, uh, Renata Beira, were my two supervisors on this project. And we're, we did like a, a phone conference for my dissertation and everything. And so it was pretty clear to me that I wanted to end up back in Switzerland. So uh, I applied for a scholarship to do a master's program at ETH Zurich, and I got it, and I was off to Switzerland, and I did uh, two years master's in biogeochemistry and pollutant dynamics there, mm -hmm. and then I moved on and continued on the same project for my PhD, uh, and it was looking at trying to understand the bioavailability of lead in paraphyton, and paraphyton is a fancy name for basically the goo and slime that grows on rocks <laughs> and rivers and lakes. So I was interested in the bioavailability of lead, where is it bound, is it bound in the slime, is it being accumulated in the organisms, and when it actually does go into the organisms, does it cause a toxic effect? And what we ended up seeing was that when the, the algae were accumulating blood, we weren't seeing any signs of toxicity. So I started to become really curious and wondering, okay, this, this lead is going inside of the cell and the cell is doing something. There's some kind of detoxification mechanism happening. So what's going on? What's the chemistry of the metal inside of the cell? And to be able to do that, I knew that I needed some different techniques. So I ended up hooking up with a head beamline scientist at the Swiss Light Source, and we did a technique in the end called resonance X-ray emission spectroscopy, RICS. And what we were able to show actually is changes in the, the chemistry dynamics of the lead inside of the algae. 
Um, and it was a long project. It was two years of lots of things going wrong, but finally we got it right in the end and uh, published some nice, uh, nice work, nice data on that. But what I began to realize that was my niche and kind of my real excitement and interest lied in the intracellular chemistry of metals. So little did I know I was kind of taking this kind of metalomics approach all throughout my PhD and I'm trying to look at an intact system, trying to understand the, the, the subtleties of intracellular chemistry going on. So I ended up applying for a mobility grant from the Swiss government to come here, actually to King's about a year and a half ago. Um, and I've been working on a project looking at the effects of zinc dyshomeostasis on fish intestinal epithelial. So basically trying to understand when the zinc uh, homeostasis is disrupted in the cell, what are its impacts on the barrier function of these epithelial cells. Oh, um, and do you see other metals that will be important in this kind of barrier in the intestine or even on the skin or other kind of epithelia? So zinc was really the main focus because the lab that I was going into had a particular expertise in zinc mm -hmm. and there's been some information indication that zinc Zinc definitely has an effect on the tightness of the barrier in intestinal epithelial, but the mechanisms are not really well understood. So that was the motivation driving factor to specifically look at zinc. But essential metals are important in lots of different biological processes at the cellular level, so that's why metalomics really represents this exciting new opportunity of field of research, actually. So this new platform that you're heading and is just starting at King's, what is your role at uh, the Metalomics platform in King's and what is your vision for, for, for this uh, platform? So I've been recently hired as manager and lead scientist of the new London Metalomics facility, as it's called right now. Um, not to be confused with metabolomics, which often people do. Um, and so, as I alluded to before, the study of metalomics is really just to try to understand the, the function of metals in biological processes, structural and um, catalytic, different, different properties of metals, and to try to take more of a top-down or holistic approach in doing that. And so trying to uh, disrupt your system of study as little as possible and with a major focus on bioimaging for this facility. So uh, one instrument that we're about to set up is laser ablation ICPMS. What is that for those that, <laughs> for those that don't know that long acronym? So ICPMS is a way that you can quantify metal concentrations, Okay. typically in solution samples. And so what's been often done is that you have a tissue or cells and you digest your sample and you run this digested sample in the ICPMS and you get concentrations of whatever kind of metals that you're interested in. That's the very basic idea mm -hmm. of it. Um, but in and doing you have that, like a cellular resolution. Well, the thing is, you're digesting your sample, so you just get concentrations of whatever you digested up. You okay. don't get that spatial resolution normally. Right. Okay. When we attach this laser ablation aspect to it, instead of then analyzing a solution, you're actually ablating little packets of material from your sample and mm -hmm. sending those packets into the ICPMS. And then by kind of adding up all those little packets and the signals that you're getting from those packets and the metal concentrations, you can then generate a spatial metal distribution map of your cell or of your tissue and 
can go down to about one micron spatial resolution with this technique. So it allows you to get the information about the metal content exactly. inside the cell, but also in a spatial organization, in, spatial in the architecture of the tissue. Often that's very important for biological caution. You want to know not just how much metal is there, but, but where, where they are. Absolutely. Exactly. And I know that uh, as a scientist, um, we always have to be very creative to find solutions to these very long two years projects just to measure the metal inside exactly. the cell or to answer our questions or to invent new machines to answer our questions. And this creativity in your case passes the borders of science into arts, into music. So I know that you're a part-time scientist and a part-time musician. Or full-time scientist, full-time musician. All that. <laughs> if you're not sleeping and having yeah. 48 hours a day. So how did it all start? Oh, I've always played music. Um, so I grew up playing, I think cello actually was the first instrument I played. I think I started when I was about five or six at a baby cello. Oh. And played cello, I played saxophone, I played upright bass, I played electric bass, and I actually finally landed on guitar, uh, I think not until I was 18 or 19 years so old. So always the metal strings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> and I, yeah, the second that I started playing guitar, I just knew, like, this is the instrument for me. You know, it's a really important outlet for creativity and expression and different in the sense of science you know science i still i still approach science in a very creative way that's what i love about yeah. science you know and if the second that you start getting bored and it gets dry then there's, time, there's some there's a problem time to <laughs> change your approach or change yeah. your way of thinking or approaching whatever topic you're researching so i there's a beautiful synergy for me between the science and the music And I know that you've prepared a little surprise for our followers, followers <laughs> one of your pieces that is going to be played live here at the Center for Stem Cell and Regenerative Medicine. Ta-da! <laughs> First radio live performance. <laughs> yeah, so this is, a, this is an instrumental piece. Um, and the piece is called Maturing.
magically beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, if you want, if you'd like to know more about uh, Thea Stewart's and well, a new album just came out in June, and it is called New Horizons. Yep. <laughs> and so you can find it on Spotify in iTunes. So I strongly recommend it to have a look, to have listened to it. Uh, Thea, thank you so much for coming today for Samsung's at Lunch and good luck in setting up this new platform. Thank We're you so much. I'm quite excited to see how, it's, how can we collaborate with you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And uh, stay tuned for next Samsung's at Lunch Digested.